listening to the Hope Church Winter Garden Podcast for April the 24th, 2016. This episode is called Stand in Faith, which is part three in the series called Stand. Man, we are glad you guys are here today. If it's your first time at Hope Church, we want you to know that you are loved and that you are welcomed here. No matter where you've been, We're just glad you're here today, and we always say at our church, it doesn't matter where you've been, it's about where you are going. So, man, we're glad you're here today, and we're excited to do life with you. We're excited to be on the journey with you guys today, and uh, we're going to have a good time today in church. I want to say this to you today. You can never, ever, 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 ever go wrong with honor. I believe we're growing up in a generation where there's very, very little honor, very, very little respect. You don't have to go too far. You probably can just get on your phone for just a moment. You can see dishonor or disrespect even on our, 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 our devices and our, on our phone. And maybe out and where you're ever out, you're out, out and about, and you can probably go places. You can hear people saying things that are disrespectful, and there's very, very little honor. And so I just believe that we ought to honor people well. We ought to honor the best we can. We ought to, we ought to lift people up. We ought to encourage people because life is hard. And so we, we believe in honor. And so, man, I, these guys just did a phenomenal job up here today. And um, we love them. Can we put our hands together and let's honor our band today. These guys are incredible. They love Jesus. You know, I, I sit in the back and I, I look at Mallory up here leading worship today and, and the rest of the guys. And I love these guys. They're, they're, they're our team and they're our friends. And I just, man, look at these guys. They're so young. They have so much future ahead of them. But I just want you to know today that God can do a lot. God can do a lot when we follow him. God can do a lot when we follow him. And I, and I don't know where you're at in here today, but if you just follow Jesus, God can do a lot in your life. He can, just, he can do more than you think he can. He can take care of you beyond your imagination. But God can do a lot with a little bit of faith. God can do a lot with a little bit of faith. And I have a friend here today. We're glad you're here today. If it's your first time, uh, my name is Wes Beecham, and um, I'm just glad to be here today. We started this church six months ago, and we're just trying to love Jesus and love people. If you walked up today, you saw our truck out there. I, I pulled up to Chick-fil-A the other day which is the Christian chicken, and, um, and I got there, and this lady, I'm at Chick-fil-A, I'm in a Koei, at the Koei Chick-fil-A, and I pull up there, and they, the lady outside, she's so nice and so friendly, she's a Christian, you can just tell, you ever met someone, you can just tell they're a Christian, <laughs> not like annoying Christian, but like kind of like cool Christian, you know, like they just love Jesus, they're not trying to say a bunch of churchy words, they just, they just love Jesus, so I, I, I was talking to her, and she, I could tell she loved Jesus, and I got to the front, and the lady that went to take my money, um, I got some, I got a chicken biscuit with a pack of honey, just in case you want to bring that to me one day. That's what I like. And uh, she goes, she looked at their truck, and she said, loving God at all times and all places, loving God, uh, loving people at all times and all places. And I was like, yeah, that's, this is our church. We're, you know, right up the street. And she turns around. She was kind of country. She's like, hey, y'all, come over here and look at this truck, y'all. Get on over here. I want y'all to see this truck. We're going to love people today. Yeah, that's what we're doing today. We're loving all people at all times and all places. That's what we're doing today. And I was like, get it, girl, with your country self. And so um, that's, what we, that's what we exist to do. We exist to love people. And uh, life's hard. And so we just want to love people as they're going through their journey. Um, everyone needs to be loved. And everybody wants to be loved. Whether you think about it or whether you like, you might be sitting here thinking, like, oh, I don't need to be loved. Everyone wants to be loved. Everybody wants to be loved. And so, um, man, we're just glad you guys are here today. And we're going to have fun. I have, I have a friend here today. Um, we, we partner with the YMCA. We, we just... We just love partnering with them. We believe what they're doing. So I have a friend here today um, from the YMCA Metro office. I'm glad he's here today. And first time I met him was today. And so I'm just glad, I'm just glad you're here today. However you got here, we're glad that you're here today. If you have a Bible, awesome. 
And so you can flip over to Daniel chapter 10. That's where we're going to be at today. We believe we're, we're a Jesus church and a Bible church. It's kind of those two things. That's our big deal. Is Jesus is a big deal to us, and the Bible is a big deal to us. So we're going to, we're going to talk through Daniel chapter 10 today. And um, if you have a Bible, cool. If you don't, you can flip over into an app called YouVersion, and it would be a good tool for you to walk away with it. It's called YouVersion. You can look at anything you want. If you're struggling through something, you can type in struggling with whatever it is that you're struggling with. We believe this, that everyone in this room in here today has a hurt, habit, or hang-up. We all have them. No one's exempt for them. We all have a hurt, habit, or hang-up. So there's everything in that YouVersion app. You can learn a lot from, from just clicking on that, and you can download that. And so, Or if you're here today, you're like, man, I want a real Bible. I need a real Bible. You walk out these doors in the back right there, go to the orange room, and we'll give you a Bible today. Um, I, I told you guys a few weeks ago we've given out 30 Bibles, and I thought that was awesome. I was really, 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 really excited. And then I began to look, and I went to go look for the other 30 to bring them to church today. And the other 30 that I thought we had, we had already given out. So we haven't only given out 30 Bibles. We've actually given out 60 Bibles to people, which is just cool because that's God's word. That's God's word. And it's the most important thing that we have is, is God's word. My word is, is I'm going to do the best I can today, but God's word is, is perfect. And there's no problems with it, and, it, and it's, it's good. So um, I'm going to preach today. I'm, I'm feeling a little bit preachy today. I'm a little bit excited. You can tell. Um, my jeans are looser today. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. So I'm really excited about what God's going to do in your life. We believe the, your best is yet to come in here today. Your best days are ahead of you. Your best days are ahead of you. So week one, we looked at the fact that Jesus calls you and I to stand up. He looks at the fact that Jesus calls you and I to stand up. And Jesus, we looked at, we looked at the Bible, and there's a, guys in the Bible, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and Daniel, his name was Belshazzar, but Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, his friends, they made a decision to stand up. And as a church, we're always going to stand up for two things here at this church. In case you're wondering and you're new to our church, you want to get the whole gist of it, it's right here on these two things. We're going to stand up for God. You want to know why we stand up for God? Because he's perfect in all of his ways. His reputation is impeccable. He's never sinned. He's never said anything he shouldn't have said. He was a good and perfect father. And so we're always going to stand up for God. It's easy for us. It should be easy for us to stand up for God because he laid down his life for us. So we stand up for God. And the second thing we do is we stand up for people. We stand up. For people, Because if you're honest in here today, sometimes it's hard enough to even stand up on your own for your own self. If you're honest. And we're an honest church, transparent church. Sometimes too transparent. And uh, I don't believe I'm too transparent. I'm just an open book. Ask me a question and you'll get the answer. But we, you and I, life is hard. I, I posted this this week. And if you're on social media, we love to follow you. We love to be your friends. If you check in today, we'll follow you. We'll like your pictures of your dog and not your cat because cats are going to hell. And um, those are tools of Satan. Dogs are Christian, cats are not. I'm just kidding. I don't like either, but I'm afraid of cats, and so I talk really bad about them. Um, I'm terrified of those jokers. And so um, I believe that we're going to stand up for God, we're going to stand up for other people. And I wrote down this as we can, and I tweeted this. I saw it somewhere, but I want you to know this, that life is a journey, not a competition. Life is a journey, not a competition. I'm not in competition with Chris. It's bigger and stronger Better looking. It's a light version of me. You know what I'm saying? He's, he, I'm, not in, I'm not in competition with him. I'm not in competition with you. I'm not in competition with Courtney. I'm not in competition with, with, with the officer that's here today. I used to be because we played against each other. We were rival schools, and that stinking jerk became my brother-in-law. 
And uh, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother sermon. We hated this. I hated the guy in the back wearing the cop uniform. Not because he was a cop, but because he was just, he was, he was an, an opponent. We were rivals back then. I used to hate that guy. My friends would try to, he'd go up to dunk the basketball, and he dunked on all of my friends. He, all of, literally all of my friends, not me though, because I knew what was happening. I stayed away from that guy. They would take his legs out. I mean, and football, they were, they were, I mean, my friends were so wrong. But anyways, he got on, we, they, their team picked up baseball, and he got on first base, which was a miracle from God that he got on first base, because he's a great football player, he's a great basketball player, but he isn't, you are not a baseball player. <clears throat> he gets on first base, and he says, hey, tell your sister. I said, hi. And I was like. I was like, you might be a foot taller than me, but you're not going to talk about my sister like that, you know. And um, I, I'm not in competition with Chris. I'm not in competition with any of you guys in here today. And, and people that are around you, we shouldn't be in competition with them either. We are, it's, life's a journey. And the competition, there's no competition. The journey ends when we get to heaven. That's when, the, that's when it ends. And while we're on this earth together, we're just going to journey together. I told my sweet 19-year-old sister last night, she watched my kids and was hanging out with her yesterday, and I just said, you know, we're, we're, gonna, we're not called to compete with anybody. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to follow Jesus, and if there's anyone around us that are following Jesus, we're going to run with them. It's, it's that simple. And when they're doing good, we're going to pat them on the back. And when they're doing bad, we're going to bend down, and we're going to pick them up, and we're going to keep on going with them. So we got, we're called to stand up for God and stand up for the people. Number two, God called us to stand strong. Stand strong. Strong. You're stronger than you think you are. You're stronger than you think you are. The Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter 3 that God has given you and I both the same power that rose Christ from the dead. It lives in you and it lives in me. That's the power that we have. We're, you're stronger than you think that you are. You, you need to start posting that, 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 that emoji with this arm like this. And remind yourself that you're actually stronger than you think that you are. My friends on the front row here, uh, Victoria and Josh, they're, they're changing. They're start, I see them now on Facebook starting to run. And they broke that one mile, and they broke that two mile, and they broke that three mile, and then they broke that four mile. I see that. But they're training because they're getting stronger, and they're getting stronger. But God wants you and I to stand, stand strong. No matter what you're going through, you're stronger than you think you are. If you're not dead, God's not done. Come on, right? Like, if you have a little bit of a pulse, you have a little bit of pulse, God's not done with you yet, and anything's possible through Jesus. And then week three is where we're at today. You and I are called to stand in faith. Stand in faith. And next week, you don't want to miss it. It's going to be a good week. We're going to talk about standing firm. But I'm going to look at stand in faith today. If you have a Bible, Daniel chapter 10. Now you're all caught up, and if you want to get the full version of those sermons, you can go to our website, hopewintergarden.com, or you can go on iTunes and, and download Hope Winter Garden. Um, go to Hope, just Google Hope Winter Garden and iTunes, and we'll come up on the top two to come up on there. And um, Someone asked me today, like, what do you listen to when you work out? I listen to sermons. I know it sounds like maybe that's like a church pastor, weird Christian thing to do, um, but it's always motivating to me to be inspired while, I, while I'm working out. For, so that I don't give up. And so, man, we want to challenge you, man. Listen to some podcasts. Listen, put some positive thoughts in your mind. I told our high school students this week that you put garbage in, garbage is going to come out. If you put positive or you put good in, good's going to come out. Daniel chapter 10, verse 1. In the third year of the reign of King Cyrus of Persia, Daniel is on his last king. He's worked through several, he's worked for several kings, and God has showed him favor the whole entire way. God has showed him favor 
the whole entire way. And you, if you're in here today, God has already begun to, believe it or not, God's already starting to show you favor. That you got up today, that you made it. There are people that got up today and they couldn't make it today because of whatever reason, but you're here today. And you're already stepping in the right direction. Being here around other people like you, like-minded people, or somewhat like-minded people, you're in a good place to be today. And so Daniel's working and God's giving him favor. Um, he had another vision. Daniel, I mean, Daniel would get visions and he would, he would interpret the king's dreams and God would give him visions. So he's on, this is his last vision. The next two chapters is going to unpack this vision. Um, we're not gonna, we don't have time to unpack it all together today, but you can go look in the Bible and you can read through these visions. But he has another vision. And he understood that the vision concerned events certain to happen in the future. Times of war and great hardship. So he knew this, man, the, the, the best was yet to come, but there's going to be some hard days for his people. Daniel's taken captive as a 13-year-old boy. And now he's, last week we looked at him as an 80-year-old man. This week he's a little bit older, but he's living, he's getting to the end of his life. He's lived a full life. And God has showed him thing after thing after thing. He's interpreted dreams. He's healed people. He's been in a, in a lion's den. Next week we're going to show him where he's in a, in a place that's a little bit too hot to handle. We're going to see this guy. He's journeyed. He's lived a full life. And we're getting to the very end of it. And so Daniel's not here today giving you good advice. Here today, I, I can give you parents here today, if you want good advice on how to raise your kids, you can ask me. But it's only theory. You want to know Why? Because I don't have middle school kids. I don't have high school kids. So I can't help you that far. Now I can tell you what they're telling me. I can tell you what I see when I walk these campuses and other schools that I walk. I can give you some pointers. But my, the things I got to give you, it's only theory. I don't even know if it's going to work on my own kids. I hope it does. Pray for my five-year-old. He needs help. But Daniel's speaking from an old man. I love, 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 love to be around older Men, because they've lived full lives. They can give you, they're not telling you theories, they're, tell, they're sharing with you wisdom, things that they've already, they've already lived a hard life. And so that's where Daniel's coming from today. The very next uh, verse. Um, verse 2. When this vision came to me, I, Daniel, had been mourning for three whole weeks. All that time I had eaten no rich food, no meat or wine, some of you guys wouldn't know what to do. Three weeks, no wine, would you? <laughs> I'm just kidding. But Daniel went three weeks, no food, no wine. Zero. Some of you guys are trying to process what that he just said. Um, Daniel's living, he's, he's, he's in a tough place. We can relate. No good food, no good drink. This guy is struggling. He's probably not out walking around smiling with people. He's... He's, I think sometimes we read the Bible and we paint this really easy picture of a hard day at work. This guy is under pressure. Under pressure. This guy is struggling. He's hurting. All the older people got that. The high school kids are like, why do you just do that? <clears throat> he is struggling. He's in, a, he's in a deep depression. Sometimes we think, oh man, depression, that's a new thing. It's been around forever. This guy is, he's in it. If there's depressed, it's this guy. And here's how I know, because we're going to go a little bit further, and he's going to tell you how further he's into it. No meat or wine crossed my lips, and I used no fragrant lotions until those three weeks had passed, a.k.a. no shower. Dude stunk. You don't want to stink. This guy stunk. This guy for three weeks, man, he is under it. He's having that why God moment. Why aren't things going like I thought they would go. Why are my, 
why can't I get my kids to go the direction that I'm taking them? I saw a post last night of a lady. She took her kid's truck and her, her kid's perfect truck for a kid, 15, 16 years old, and, and she's selling it because the kid skipped school because the kid was being bad. And so she's selling the truck. And I read the Craigslist post, and it said this, moms and dads, cue in on this. This is important in case you ever get to that place where your kid's misbehaving. She read through the whole thing. She said, it's a great truck. It's missing a few things. Price reflects that. Gets to the very bottom. She goes, if you go to my daughter's school, she listed the high school, I'm giving you a $300 discount because I want my kid to see the truck every single day. <laughs> my dad's like, that's my kind of parenting. Hey, mine too. I like that. Isn't that hardcore? I like hardcore parents. We had a kid in our youth group in Jacksonville, and he was a, a tough, 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 tough kid. And he came to church one day. I'm like, bro, you're still wearing your, unif your school uniform. And he said, I know, I'm in trouble. I said, Casey, you, you're never going to learn, are you? He goes, man, I'm a slow learner. His mom and dad made him wear for like three months. All he could wear was his school uniform. That was the only clothes that he had. Someone just said amen. They're like, that's what I'm talking about. <clears throat> and they took the door off, off the hinges. Scott, which I think is a great idea. They took the doors off the hinges. All the, parent, all the kids are like, man, I hope my parents are not listening. And if they're not here today, I hope they don't listen to the podcast. They took off, and they gave me, they took the kid's bed out of the room. He had to sleep on the floor. I don't, know if, I don't know if this is going towards child abuse, but it's pretty bad. He said I would get so cold at night. He goes, I would go to my, this kid, Casey. I love this kid. I loved all the bad kids in my youth group because I could relate. You know what I'm saying? But he said, oh, I got cold, man. So I, cold. I have to go get my, I have to go borrow a blanket from my sister's room. He goes, my parents woke up early. They'd come snatch me. You can't have anything extra. He goes, and they gave me a toothbrush and deodorant. But, man, they were living. They were hardcore on him. But Daniel's having a tough go. And verse 4, on April 23rd, which is the New Living Translation, so now there's dates in it. It's, it's, it's cool how God works all out, though, but we're reading a story that happened hundreds of years ago, and we're, in, we're, we're off by one day. This is April 23rd. And so we see here in this story, Daniel said, I was standing on the bank of the great Tigris River. I looked up and I saw a man dressed in linen clothing with a belt of pure gold around his waist. Immerse. His body looked like a precious gem. His face flashed like lightning, and his eyes flamed like torches. His arms and his feet shone like polished bronze, and his voice roared like a vast multitude of people. He catches a vision of God. In theological terms, this is called a Christology. It is a picture of Jesus coming in the Old Testament. It's a picture of Jesus. This guy, and if you can imagine, could you... Could you imagine being described like this? If you're in here saying you're in your younger high school kids, you're like, man, I'm trying try to get my arms around, man. It's pretty much the same. When your parents are really mad, you know that look that your parents have? My mom can give me that look from across the room. Like it just pierces me. I'm like, oh. But you see here, this guy, he's describing a serious looking dude here. Only I, Daniel, saw the vision. The men with me saw nothing, but they were suddenly terrified. And they ran away to hide. They heard, but they didn't see. They heard, but they didn't see. And it's important because we're going to come back to it later. They heard, but they didn't see. So I was left there all by myself. My strength left me. My face grew deathly pale. 
and I felt very weak. I was telling one of my friends last week, that I, I felt, I, I almost passed out last week on stage preaching to you guys, because I got done with that half marathon, and I forgot to eat, and with the lights, and you're like, we, you guys want lights, because you can see the light bouncing off my head, but I was getting a little bit faint up here after that run of food, so I was like, I got to end this sermon. I was feeling a little bit weak, and so Daniel's in a moment where he feels completely weak. He feels sick to his stomach. He's already hungry. Maybe his smell has already got to him. You ever, you ever work up a sweat so bad that even you, you stink to yourself? You know what I'm saying? Some of you guys are shaking your head, no, you, you haven't worked out hard enough. You know what I'm saying? But you see, he's in this moment where he's like, man, this can't get any stinking worse. Not to mention, he's terrified of this guy staring right at him. So I left there all alone to see this amazing, I was left there all alone to see this amazing vision. My strength left me, my face grew deathly pale, and I felt weak. Then I heard the man speak, and when I heard the sound of his voice, I fainted and laid there with my face to the ground. Man, he's struggling, and he's scared. Being hungry is one thing, but being hungry and scared, that's a whole other thing. This guy, is at, this guy has the worst day of his life. It can't get. I this. It, might have, it can't get any worse. So if you if you want to write like a sub message today, when things can't get any worse, that's a good sub point today. Bless you. When when things can't get any worse, that's where Daniel's at. And to to make things worse, he's got this thing from him. He doesn't know what it is. He thinks it's God. But man, this picture he's describing. I think we think of Jesus. We think of six foot tall, and we think of hair, and we think of good looking and somewhat strong. But the picture they're painting here today is a whole another story. This story is a lot bigger than the. Then the, the little baby, the little six-pound, eight-ounce baby Jesus that we see at Christmas. This guy, this thing is flames, and his eyes are blazing, his arms are, arms are he, you can't even get his, your arms to imagine. And he doesn't know if it's Jesus because the picture's too grandiose for him to even think it even is Jesus. And, and, and that's why, just time out for a second, man, that's why we, we get so passionate about this. That's why we're so passionate about everybody in Winter Garden hearing about Jesus because we believe our God's a big, big God. Talk about perfect father. He's a great father. He's a phenomenal father. He's an incredible father. We're laying it out here today. He, he's, Daniel's laying out today. Man, my mind was blown by Jesus. Our Easter message was this, that Jesus doesn't want to blow your mind. He wants to fill your heart. This will fill your heart. Only Jesus can fill your heart permanently. Everything else is a temporary filler. Temporary filler. So just then, it gets better. And by the way, no matter where you're at in your story, if you're alive, it can get better. Man, it can't get any worse. Well, if it can't get any worse, that means the opposite is true. It can only get better. It gets better because then, just then, a hand touched me and lifted me. Still trembling to my hands and knees, the man said to me, Daniel, you are very precious to God. So listen carefully to what I have to say to you. I want you to know, if you don't get anything else, say that you're precious to God. You're like, I don't want to be precious. My kid, my son who's five, he doesn't like to be called handsome. He's like, call me swag. <laughs> I mean, just real. That's just, he's like, I don't want to be handsome or cute. He don't like anything like that. He's like, call me swag. Call me stud. Don't call me handsome or cutie pie. I don't need that. Today he's walking around with a faux hawk. I mean, he just looks like he can mess somebody up. And uh, he probably can. Pray for him, like I said. But man, I, what I want you to know in here today is that you are precious to God. 
And he says here in this verse, Daniel, you're precious to God, so listen carefully to what I have to say to you. Week one of the Stand series, he says to him, stand up. Stand up, for I have been sent to you. When he said this to me, I stood up, still trembling. Man, have you ever have you ever been in a car accident and you get out of the car and you're like, man, just wobbly at the knees. You, you really you feel like, man, this is scary. I, I I came up here yesterday to coach my son at soccer to the YMCA, and there was a car completely on its side right on my right on my exit. And um, my kids like, everything okay? Everything okay? I'm like, I don't know. What am I a paramedic? You know? And so I look out there and I see this car up there, but I saw no people there. But that's that wobbly feeling. Or if you've been on a cruise before and you're on a cruise for three days, which that's plenty enough long. If you go for longer. Um, but you get off that boat and you feel like you're still on the boat. Daniel feels like that. His stomach is queasy. He's just passed out. This guy who he's not even sure about, he can't even make out everything and try to figure it all out, has touched him. And now he's standing up to his feet. Verse 12, then he said, don't be afraid, Daniel. Since the first day you began to pray for understanding and humble yourself before your God. Your request has been heard in heaven. I have come to answer your prayer. By the way, God will answer your prayer. It may not be yes. It may be no. It may be yes. It may be no. It may be later. It might be not right now. It may be hang in there. But God will answer your prayer request. But for 21 days, the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia blocked my way. Then Michael, one of the archangels, came to help me and I left him there. With the spirit of prince of the kingdom of Persia. So some of you guys, you're like, man, do you believe in, in, a, in a demon power or, or greater power? Is pretty much what he's saying here. He's unpacking the story. There's a, there's a greater force going on all around us. And so the God's angels and this, this demonic force, they're kind of battling. They're kind of battling all around us. And that's what's going on. And so he's unpacking that for them today. And we're not going to spend a lot of time with that. But he's like, man, this is going on. And so I, I, I'm coming. God's like, hey, bro, I'm coming. I'm, I'm coming for you. I'm, I'm going to make it there. You're, you're, almost, Daniel, you're almost to the other side. You're almost over the hill. You just got to keep on going. You got to keep on, you got to put one leg ahead of you. You got to keep on moving, he says to him. For 21 days, verse 14, now I am here to explain what will happen to your people in the future for the vision concerns a time yet to come. Verse 15, while he was speaking to me, I looked down at the ground, unable to say a word. Then the one who looked like a man touched my lips, which is weird, and then I opened my mouth and began to speak. I said to the one standing in front of me, I am filled with the anguish because of the vision I have seen, my Lord, and I am very weak. How can someone like me, your servant, talk to you, my Lord? My strength is gone, and I can hardly breathe. Man, I, I can't even... I'm in front of you, Lord. I can't even make sense of all this. I can barely talk. You just touched my lips, which that was weird. I don't even know what I'm doing. And man, can't we relate with that? Sometimes we're walking, but we don't even know where we're going. Sometimes it doesn't make any sense. Sometimes we're tired or we're faint. And we're just kind of putting one leg in front of the other, but we're not even going nowhere. Have you ever felt like that before? Have you ever felt like your legs are moving, but you ain't going nowhere? If you haven't yet, thank God for that. There's been days where I feel like I'm out of bed, I'm walking around, I look up and I'm still in bed. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going nowhere yet. I get in my car, and, you know, I feel like, man, I'm, I feel like I've been sitting in that car for 15 minutes. I'm like, how come I haven't gotten inside yet? I feel like I'm inside yet. I feel like I'm inside, but I'm not, I'm still sitting in the seat that I drove in. Daniel says, man, this is hard. Verse 18, verse 19. <clears throat> Don't be afraid, he said, 
for you are very precious to God. Peace, be encouraged, be strong. As he spoke these words to me, I suddenly felt stronger, and I said to him, please speak to me, my Lord, for you have strengthened me. I'm going to invite the band to come up, and all of you guys just come on up. I, I want to get done with this because I want, us to, I want us to begin to ask God for something. I want everyone in this room here to ask God for something. Everyone gets to. But what if I don't deserve it? Everyone deserves to ask God for something. And the reason why you deserve to ask God for something is because he's already paved the way for you. He made a way so you could come to him. He's, he's opened up the doors so you can come into his presence. And that is amazing in itself. No matter where you've been, no matter where you're going, no matter what you look like, no matter what you said, no matter what you've done, Jesus has opened up the doors. He, by the cross, he's opened up the doors so you can walk into his presence. No, the Old Testament, they used, a, they used a temple system, and God is the new temple. And he's already opened up doors so you and I just can walk in, and God can begin to move into his presence. In just a moment, say, and already maybe you've already felt the presence of God already, in, if you're already in here today, which that's awesome. If you have we're about to walk into the Holy of Holies in just a moment. Say, I want to give you a couple things I think are super essential. When you walked in today, you got a bulletin that looks like this. You might want to write this down. You may want to take out your iPhone or whatever the kind of phones that are out there. Only subscribe to the Jesus one, which is the iPhone. And you might want to take a couple of notes today, okay? Just write down two things that are super simple. Number one, God loves you more than you think. God loves you more than you you think before we move into this presence and before we move into this time of movement you've got to you've got to throw out your opinions of God some of you guys have that's how you got here today we kind of say this we we want to we want to have a church for people who don't go to church because they've been to a church So we try to make this place a fun environment. We try to make this place a place where the people, you don't have to look like us, you don't have to act like us, you don't have to talk like us, you can just come and hang out with us. I posted this yesterday from our, from our church account. But if, you, if you're looking for a church home, it's a great place. But if you're looking for a place just to hang out for an hour on Sunday morning and drink, and drink coffee with us, that's cool too. Sometimes when the Holy Spirit shows up, he just starts moving things. God said, you don't need that monitor, just go with the Spirit. <laughs> God loves you more than you think, my friend. How do you know, Wes? Because the Bible tells me so. Sometimes I go back to the, to the little songs that I learned in Sunday school to make it through Monday through Friday, Saturday. God loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. God loves you more than you think. Let me dispel a few more things today before we get any further. I don't care, doesn't matter what I care about. God does not care where you've been. One step further, if God doesn't care where you've been, you shouldn't care where you've been. Because the only thing that matters in life is who he is and who he's called you to be. We're gonna, we've sang about it today. That's all that he cares about is what he thinks and he cares about what he's called you to be. God loves you more than you think. It doesn't make sense, this doesn't make sense. The story doesn't make sense. It's not all pieced out. Daniel's like, man, I've prayed, I fasted, I've begged, I've gone on the journey with you. I God, I've walked with you. God, I've ran with you. I've talked with you. I've done everything you've asked me to do, God, and it doesn't make sense. When it doesn't make sense, that's when we stand in faith. Can I tell you this? Say, God cares more about your situation than you care about your situation. God cares more about your situation than you care about your situation. 
Here's the second thing I want you to write down. God loves you more than you think, and God is doing more than you can see. God is doing more than you can see. I drive a, I drive two vehicles. I drive one on Saturday. It has Hope Church all over it. I pull a trailer with it. I drive to the YMCA on Saturdays. I park it there and I leave it there. I drive it down to Underground and leave it there. And it's our advertising and it pulls our trailer every week. And that truck, the, the, high, the, the lights in that truck, the truck sits a lot higher than my, my Honda Accord. And if I park them side by side to each other, I put my Honda right here and I put my, my, my the, the, the church's F-250 right here and I turn the lights on, one of them's gonna stop shorter than the other one. It's just how it works because one can, can go further. One's higher, it can, it can go further, or one's lower so it can, it can go a different distance. It, it can, it, they can go different and I turn the high beams on, it's a whole nother story. They can, they can go this, they can go further. And, and lights are important because when you drive a car in the daytime, it's not a big deal to you. When I wake, when I leave this morning, when I, when I get to the church in the morning time, there's, there's fog today and I need those lights on so I can see, I can see further. Or at nighttime, it's important to have lights on because you can't see anything. You can't even see further. You can't see anything when you're in a car because you need to see further. So you have to have those lights. And, and so here's the deal. Here's, the, here's the kind of the take on for you and I as, as believers. Sometimes we're trying to do things like we're in a vehicle. We're like, man, if I can just see. I can see down the road. I can see on the road. But here's the deal. God doesn't want you to see everything. Because if you saw everything, you'd stop. You'd be like, hold on. He wants you to keep on going so he doesn't allow you to see everything, my friend. Would it be nice if he showed everything to you? Absolutely. If I could tell you, if, you, if God would tell me and I could tell you, that would be awesome too. That'd be great. I'd, I'd, love, to, I'd love to show you what it was going to look like six months down the road. Wouldn't that make it easier for you? For some of you guys here today, some of you guys it would scare you. Some of you guys, the last six months has been the best six months of your life. Some of you guys, it's about to be the next six months. Some of you guys, your, your, your best is yet, it, it may be 2018. I, here's the deal, I don't know when that's going to be. I wish I could tell you when the breakthrough was going to come, but I can't. But while you're waiting for the breakthrough today, can you just trust that, God is, that God's got a plan for your life? That he, while you may not be able to see everything, Jesus can see everything. Your story's already written, by the way. You're just living it out. God's already wrote your story. It's already written. It's, it's, God already knows when you're going to make it into eternity, which heaven is going to be amazing. Hashtag heaven is pimp. You're going to love it. Paradise is pimp. You're going to love it. It's going to be incredible. It's going to blow your mind. It's going to be better than, it's going to be nicer than any home you've ever seen. It's going to be nicer than any, anything you've ever looked at. It's nicer than any vacation spot you've ever been to. Heaven is going to be amazing. But why we're on this earth, God wants you and I to stand in faith. He wants us to stand up for God and for people. He wants us to stand strong. But today he wants you to stand in faith. Let me have you bow your head and close your eyes. I believe in this room here and say some of you guys are like Wes, I would